0: Today's scripture reading is from Luke chapter six. Jesus came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: God's grace and peace to all of us gathered here and for everyone online today as well. Amen. Check engine light, tornado siren, thin ice ahead. When your partner says, We need to talk, that sharp cramp in the bottom of your belly. Soon after, you eat seafood. The rattle you hear in the bush near your foot as you hike up the hill. When the oxygen masks drop during flight. When you wake up with a fever and a sore throat. When hospice begins. When you hear the words, you better call an Uber as you walk out of the bar. The multiple text messages about fraudulent charges. The smell of smoke in the middle of the night. The mouse droppings in the corner. When the doctor says, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do. Warning signs They mean impeding danger. They awaken us to something we did not know that changes the course of life as we know it. They arouse us from the here and now to indicate something is about to change or something has already changed. Warning signs are everywhere. So why are we surprised this morning when we hear Jesus say, Whoa. Jesus was just a fetus when his mother Mary sang the Magnificat. Maybe that was his lullaby. Those were not just her words, but God's word, the turning, the reversal that has come as God enters into this world. And so it doesn't take long for Jesus to speak of these things, to teach of these things. The poor will receive the kingdom. The hungry will be filled. Those who will weep will laugh. The excluded and the hated will leap for joy. But were you still listening to what comes after that? Luke is the only gospel to include this section of warning in what is known as the Beatitudes, which should call us to take note. The word here is woe. Caution, watch out. Now we expect a warning sign to signal something we want to avoid. I'm not so sure this is only a warning of Jesus, but rather a declaration of something that will happen. Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is the reason their ancestors did to the false prophets. Do you check your retirement portfolio frequently online and say, whoa, this is way too much, I better give some of this away? Do we go to bed with a gnawing sense that something is not right because there's money in our kids' lunch accounts and you just clicked on everything you needed and wanted for your target online pickup order. When dinner for tomorrow night is already marinating in the refrigerator. Are we nervous when the accolades about the recent accomplishment keep coming with yet another invitation to a speaking event? Do you rest better when your social media post was well liked and shared? Why does Jesus stand on level ground in the Gospel of Luke so he can look eye to eye with his newly called disciples and all the people of Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon and say words that both comfort and offend? Where do you find yourself on Jesus' list? This reading keeps me up at night. In a recent Atlantic article titled, How to Want Less, Arthur C. Brooks, professor at Harvard Business School, tells this story about his visit to the National Palace Museum in Thailand. Brooks writes, one afternoon a few years ago, I hired a guide to show me a few of the famous pieces and explain their significance. Little did I know that with one remark, my guide was about to help me crack my own satisfaction puzzle. Looking at a massive jade carving of the Buddha from the Xing Dynasty, my guide offhandedly remarked that this was a good illustration of how the Eastern view of art dist- differs from the Western view. How so? Brooks asked. He answered the question with a question. What do you think of when I ask you to imagine a work of art yet to be started? Brook answers, an empty canvas, I guess. Right, he said. Many Westerners tend to see art as being created from nothing. But there's another way to view it. The art already exists. The job of artist is to simply reveal it. He told me that his image of art yet to be started was an uncarved block of jade, like what ultimately has become the Buddha in front of us. The art is not visible until the artist takes away the stone that is not part of the sculpture. But it is already there nonetheless. Not all artistic philosophy fits into this East versus West distinction. Michelangelo once said, the sculpture is already complete within the marble black before I start my work. I just have to chisel away the superfluous material. But Brooke took his guide's point in, as it were, in broad strokes. Art mirrors life, and therein lies a potential solution to the satisfaction dilemma. As we grow older in the West, we generally think we should have a lot to show for our lives, a lot of trophies. According to the numerous Eastern philosophies, this is backwards. As we age, we shouldn't accumulate more to represent ourselves, but rather strip away to find our true selves, and thus to find happiness and peace. In my early 50s, Brooks continues to write, when I visited the National Palace Museum, my life was jammed with possessions, accomplishments, relationships, opinions, and commitments. It took an offhand remark from a museum guide to help me absorb the teaching of Thomas Aquinas and Buddha, or for that matter, modern social science. And to commit to stop trying to add more and more, but instead start taking things away. End of reading. Jesus' words today should make us pause. In God's view, the poor, the grieving, the reviled are favored. In the world's view, the rich, well-fed, and well-praised are favored. How do we make amends with this? I wonder if this is not a call like Brooke writes to start taking things away so we can see the art that is already there. Craig Sundy's funeral was here at Mount Olivet yesterday. Craig, who had prader willey syndrome, lived in a group home not far from here and died unexpectedly last week. He's been a member at Mount Olivet for a long time. You may know Craig. He always walked in late and sat right there in the front row. Craig left this world without a stellar career, money in the bank, title behind his name. But there was no doubt of his favor in the richness of this life this sanctuary packed with far more people than any Sunday worship service. People came from his group home, his caregivers, his families, members of this church who have been shaped by Craig's life. Of course, people came to grieve Craig's death and to celebrate Craig's life, but I think they also came to hear what God has to say about such a thing through Craig's daily presence, the struggles of his life, what was unfinished, he made life known. He made God's kingdom that Jesus teaches about. Craig knew the art was already there, just waiting to be revealed, and he lived in such a way. And what we proclaimed yesterday, that there is no doubt Jesus' words are true for Craig. Blessed are you. You are favored in God's kingdom now and forever. Jesus is teaching today. He is shaping his disciples, and that is us. I mean, that is why we came to church today. What it means to follow Jesus He is teaching all the people about God and the great reversal of God's presence in this life. This world does not receive Jesus' words with a warm welcome. God's presence itself threatens what we think holds us secure. Wherever you find yourself in Jesus' words today... Remember that maybe Jesus is no longer here in bodily form, but the Holy Spirit of God that was within Jesus that day as he taught is still within all of creation and is in the breath that you breathe even now, calling us to shed what weighs us down so we can fully participate in this life in the here and now to include and be included, to give and still have enough, to grieve and hope, to consider the now and the yet to come, to honor each life as it is because we all have a place. Jesus never stops teaching, never stops inviting as we continue to chisel away at this life to find the treasure within. The kingdom of God is here. Woe. Amen.